0: Two stories shrouded in a fog of truth and baseball lore. But today, we determine who truly is the father of baseball. Let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Pitch by Stitch, a podcast about the history of baseball, Stitch by Stitch. Welcome back, Pitches. Today, we're going to take a closer look so that we can determine just who really is the father of baseball. Last week, we talked about the roots of baseball, including a time before baseball existed and the history of where playing a game with a ball and a stick came from. Similar to the hazy fog of where the game of stick and ball truly began, the same holds true for the story of who discovered or created baseball in America, the way that we know the game today. The truth is both colorful and complicated, and it all starts with where we left off last week. I mentioned that one of the earliest references to baseball, spelt as a hyphenated word, appeared in a 1744 English publication titled A Little Pretty Pocketbook. But did you know, the same spelling of baseball was also featured in a British poem 32 years before the signing of the Declaration of Independence. Well, if you didn't, now you do. And that fact was actually made by Gary Belsky and Neil Fine in their book On the Origin of Sports, the Early History and Original Rules of Everybody's Favorite Games. The poem featured the following lines. The ball once struck off, away flies the bay, to the next destined post, and then home with joy. Now, alongside this poem was an engraving that shows three youth engaged in what appears to be a stoolball game. Yet, why do so many people continue to believe that a union general named Amner Doubleday invented baseball? Most likely, it's because baseball lore says that in the summer of 1839, at Cooperstown in upstate New York, the boys of Otsego Academy were playing a game of town ball against Green Select School. The rules of town ball were so loose that every hit was fair and when running the bases, boys sometimes ran headfirst into one another. Legend has it that a resourceful young Otsego player by the name of Abner Doubleday sat down and on the spot drew up rules for a brand new game and called it baseball. Belsky and Fine note that while this fable is colorful and exciting, it is a story that Doubleday himself never actually ever claimed. Doubleday was a West Point graduate and Civil War hero who was declared baseball's prime mover by the Mills Commission, which was a group of experts convened by the sporting goods magnate Albert Spaulding in 1905. Doubleday would eventually become a hero at the Battle of Gettysburg, and his game would become the national pastime. Or so the story has it. (laughs) You can check out our blog post on pitchxstitch.com, and read more about Albert Spaulding and his company, the A.G. Spaulding Bros. Now, despite the wide support for this origin story, that's all it really is, is a story. Similar to the history of the United States, the national pastime could be argued as a collective creation taken from many places. And we'll see throughout the show that it's filled with comedy, high drama, frauds, and genuine heroes. When the game first was played here in America, the unwritten rules in which the games were played by varied from club to club that was created and region to region, which ultimately made playing against one another very difficult. And the stories of the two earliest versions of the game will be covered in the next episode. But for now, it is important to note that Doubleday really was a distinguished soldier and he did fire one of the first federal guns at Fort Sumter according to Joffrey C. Ward and Ken Burns. But Doubleday was at West Point, not Cooperstown, in the summer of 1839. And again, he never claimed to have anything to do with baseball and may never have actually even seen a game played. (laughs) So where does this legend come from? According to Belsky and Fine, a pair of letters which were written by another Abner with the surname Graves Supported the Doubleday myth by writing, One day around 1840, Doubleday sketched a diamond in the dirt of Cooperstown, New York Street, marked player positions, coined the term baseball, and established all the rules. Never mind that Graves was only six years old in 1840, and he also was believed to have spent time in an insane asylum and never was able to produce any conclusive evidence to support his claim. Americans, however, have clung to this patriotic legend, and thus Cooperstown was established as baseball's birthplace, and now is home to Doubleday Field and the National Baseball Hall of Fame. Which is kind of interesting due to the fact that Doubleday himself has not been inducted into the Hall of Fame. But Albert Spaulding has been, so... There you go, you can make of that what you'd like. But the true origins of the American game is similar to that of the country which claims it. The United States has always been a country of immigrants, and many of them brought their own recreations here. Various forms of baseball were played during colonial times, including on the farms of New England in the 1700s. But by the 1800s, cities such as New York, Philadelphia, and Boston had prospered and grown to include a professional class that emerged, which opened the opportunity for leisurely activities. The sophisticated citizens formed social clubs that often centered on their old country games. And they were a lively and, and pretty successful group, including merchants, Wall Street brokers, insurance salesmen, U.S. marshals, portrait photographers, physicians, and cigar dealers. Can you pick up a pattern here? These were all men who were able and free to get together in the afternoons and participate in such leisurely activities. By the 1830s, baseball was played in back lots and empty fields across the United States under rules that would be largely unrecognizable today. And that's what we'll dive in a little bit deeper into next week. around these early years people also gambled on this children's game which made it appealing to adults and hastened the need for uniformity which brings us to what many baseball fans consider the true story of baseball's origins on september 23rd 1845 it is believed that at the apparent instigation of a tall 25 year old shipping clerk named alexander joy cartwright 28 young men formally established themselves as the New York Knickerbocker Baseball Club, named after a volunteer fire company to which Cartwright and several others belong to. It is also widely believed that Cartwright put to paper the rules for his club to follow. Whether these are the first rules of baseball or the earliest recorded rules of the game, it's really hard to say and will probably always be left up to debate. However, today there are more than 120 national governing bodies in the International Baseball Federation, And for the most part, these teams play by a game that is the most similar to the Knickerbocker rules. You can learn more about the history of the Knickerbocker name on our website, pitchxstitch.com. You can also find out more details about Spalding and these early rules by following us on Twitter, at pitchxstitch, or on Instagram, at pitch underscore x underscore stitch. Now, most people will agree that the first official game of baseball took place on June 19th, 1846 in Hoboken, New Jersey. The score at the end of that four-inning game? The New York Nine defeated the New York Knickerbockers 23-1. to Only once have I ever seen a game end with a team scoring 20 runs. Um, So, hmm. interesting that it happened in the very beginning as well. (laughs) Now, in 1869, the first truly professional baseball team The Cincinnati Red Stockings was formed. The National League followed seven years later, followed by the American League in 1901. And the very first World Series was played in 1903, in which the American League's Boston Americans, which was later named the Boston Red Sox, won. But we'll get into that later. Thank you for joining us this week. Be sure to sign up for our email list on pitchxstitch.com so you don't miss a single stitch in our journey through baseball's history. Also, like our Facebook page, Pitch X Stitch. Give us a follow on Twitter at pitchxstitch, as well as Instagram, pitch underscore x underscore stitch. As we post more content on our social media in between uploads, including an Instagram TV special that is releasing this weekend that you're not going to want to miss out on. We know we missed an upload due to some unforeseen circumstances, and we want to make it up to you, Pitches, for your patience. So a special mini-episode we'll be releasing later this week that goes in-depth about Alexander J. Cartwright's original rules of baseball. So be sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss out. The main sources used in today's episode were Baseball, in illustrated history by Joffrey C. Ward and Ken Burns. Ultimate Book of Sports, the essential collection of rules, stats, and trivia for over 250 sports by Scott McNeely. And The Origins of Sports, the early history and original rules of everybody's favorite games by Gary Belsky and Neil Fine. Pitch by Stitch is a Feliz Deportes production. Research, editing, and audio mixing by Felisa Cardenas.